building relationships when you're far apart can be challenging. And with the advent of the virtual world, this new virtual world that we live in, there are ways to develop relationships even if you are apart. It's not the distance that really separates people. It's a lack of communication. So how do you communicate if you're in a dis long distance relationship or starting a new relationship and you're apart? And do the five love languages still apply when you're, when you're dating virtually? Well, we're going to explore this topic all today, right here, right now. So if you want to hear this topic out, you got to hang in there. We're going to come right back in just a second. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, episode 79, where we're going to be talking about everything when it comes to relationships, building relationships, maintaining relationships, sustaining relationships in the virtual world. Because you know what? The whole world has turned virtual and now we can do anything um, virtually. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today. But I want this to be interactive. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear your thoughts. And I want to hear if you have any questions so that you can, we can have this dialogue. And we have an amazing expert here today, an expert in relationships, who's also going to be able to shed light on how to communicate, how to sustain a relationship and grow it, even if you are a distance apart. Um, but before I begin, I just want to say thank you to my amazing producer, Rick Moscoso, who makes this whole episode work and happen from a technical standpoint, because I am not a technical person and he takes care of all of that. There he is popping in. Maybe he'll pop in a little bit later too, live, like the real one, not the animated one. We'll see. <laughs> I like to surprise him sometimes and bring it on and ask him a question or two. Um, and we want to hear what you have to say. So put some love in the chat here and um, and tell us what you're thinking. And I am really excited because we have a really special guest here today. I mean, all our guests are special, uh, but we are celebrating, you know, this is, it's February. It's a month of love. We're celebrating um, relationships um, at new ones, you know, um, some mature ones and everything else in between. And today we have an expert here who really knows a thing or two about relationships, no matter where you are in your relationship um, or trying to, to start one. And um, my guest today is Infinity Dawn. And Infinity is um, the founder of the Infinity Shift. And in the Infinity Shift was founded on the idea that there is a happy ending in every story, no matter where you are on your relationship journey. and. Um, with a, a with a tested and reliable and proven system of coaching plus curriculum infinity helps single men and women 
um, single men and women raise their standards so that they can stop settling for less than they deserve and manifest the relationship they always wanted. And um, she, you know, has coached single people, married people. She's helped people recover from divorce situations. So she really has um, worked with people all over the, 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 the relationship spectrum. And so please help me as I welcome Infinity Dawn to the show. And um, I just want to say thank you for being here, Infinity. Thank you for uh, being a guest on the show. I know that we're going to have so many great nuggets today because we are, this is sort of the, the month of relationships and <laughs> it's always um, a good a good time for, you know, fostering relationships or growing them or even starting them. And um, so thank you for being here. And Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Wonderful. And I just love to start the top of the show with a little bit of a this and that question so I can, okay. so we can get to know who you are, um, get to know a little bit more about you. So I'm just going to rapid fire, ask you a few questions and you tell okay. me like what comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Cats or dogs? Ooh, both cats. I have a cat. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And what's your <laughs> I have to choose. She's listening. <laughs> You know, they get it, right? They understand. They do. They're very bright. <laughs> What's her name? Silby. My children made it up. It oh, doesn't I mean anything. <laughs> I love that. So speaking of children, do you like lots of kids or just like a few? No, I have, I have four. They are almost grown. They're uh, yeah, 16, 17, 19, and 20 now. So now wow. they're like very young friends who Aww. I still get to tell what to do once in a while. <laughs> Well, we you share have, that in common. Yeah, you have four too, right? Yep. yep. I have I have four as well. They're still not friends. Um, <laughs> sometimes they are, and it depends, you know, on the time. Great. But yeah, my ages are a little bit more like spread out. So anyway, but that is, um, it's really fun to be part of a big family. It's a yes, constant. I circle. love it. Yeah. No regrets. Yeah. Okay. One more question. Um, sure. Ballet or ballroom dancing? Oh man, that's. You're asking me hard questions. Okay, so I've been I've I've been a ballet dancer my entire life, but I just started ballroom and so I'm like really passionate about that right now. I'm like, "Ah, eh, ballet, I can already do that." But I'm going to go with ballroom. That since, oh. you know, I'm into new things right now. I love that. And you know, I think that uh, like dancing could be such a great way to start this conversation on relationships, right? True. Isn't True. it a great way, and this is probably not going to work in the virtual world, but it's a great way <laughs> to really connect with your um, you know, partner or somebody that you're dating. I, I think that it could be so fun, mm -hmm. such a fun thing yep. to do together. Absolutely. And my, my last relationship, actually, that was our, that was our first, like several dates. We, we did dance classes together and it was fantastic. Wonderful. My, yeah, I know. It's a great way to start a relationship. I think it, it could be really fun. And so it's so interesting today because we talk about relationships from a distance, like when you're apart, mm -hmm. because with the new virtual world, things have changed so much. I mean, you have online dating is a huge, huge um, way of dating right now because mm -hmm. just, you know, when you leave college or you're not in a workplace that really fosters uh, being immersed <laughs> with like, a candidate-rich environment, I guess I could even say. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my right? gosh. I'm going like, to write that down. Candidate-rich yeah. environment. <laughs> um, then you kind of, you kind of, like, don't have other choices. And, and online dating has been very successful for so many people. Have you seen um, 
have you seen a shift or a growth in that industry um, since people aren't really able to be in the same place much anymore? So, I mean, the the online dating industry, I mean, it, it boomed years before, you know, pandemic time, uh, but it has shifted since uh, since all the all this stay at home stuff. Um, everyone is online because that it has been the only choice for a little while. So um, that that's that's good and bad because it makes dating more complicated. And it also is, you know, that, that, that sense of anonymity and like, you can say whatever you want, you can disappear whenever you want. Like it's hard on people and it's hard on people's confidence. So, um, there's definitely, there have definitely been some changes over the last couple of years, but I mean, it's still, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. So we have to, right. to navigate it. Absolutely. And so that brings up a really good point. So I was out on a celebration. My husband and I just celebrated 28 years. And I'm going to get into that because of marriage. And it, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later because we had a long distance relationship for a very long time. Um, but we were out to dinner and then there's a gentleman that sat next to us and started striking up a conversation with us. Mm -hmm. And he was sitting alone and he said, oh, I'm waiting for my date. And I was like, we left there. I'm like, why didn't you pick her up? Like, huh, huh. And then it dawned on me because, um, and I don't know if you'll agree, but I think perhaps this was like an online situation and she didn't necessarily want somebody she didn't know to show up at her doorstep. Would that be a reason why? Yes. Okay. okay. So I was in the same boat as you. I've I married very young and I was married forever. And then when I got divorced, it was like suddenly... I had to relearn what dating was because it is yeah. nothing like it was when we were dating. So, um, and now it's, now it's pretty unheard of for a, for a first date or even a first couple of dates to show up at your house. You, you don't give out your address. You don't even, some people don't even give out a phone number until after they've met in person. Most people don't. So it's a, it's, it's a different world for sure. And yeah, that, yeah. that is, that is a kind of a safety thing. First dates happen, you meet together. Wow. Um, yeah. See, it's totally it different. Didn't, yeah, it didn't even dawn on me. And I was I was like, dude, why did you pick her up? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the gentlemanly thing to do, right? Yes. And, and it turns out that, you know, I am dating myself. Yeah. So so that's very, very interesting. And, um, it, you know, it was like it was kind of interesting as I prepped for this type of an episode, because I knew that at some point I would have somebody on the show that can speak to relationships and um, how you would do that to, you know, um, if you were far apart. And I just it was so intriguing to me that I really wanted to bring that up to you as somebody who understands the way people date today right. and um, and th and this sort of, you know, um, trend of more of that online dating and dating virtually. So I, I just think it's interesting how time time changes things, events change things. And, you know, when I was um, when John, my husband and I were dating, we actually dated for a year, like the traditional way, you know, came, took me out and all that. Mm -hmm. And then um, he ended up going to school um, to the East Coast and I was on the West Coast and I was still in school. So we had a three year long distance relationship where, wow. yeah. And um, we would talk on the phone mm -hmm. every day. Back when it cost money to talk on the phone. Yes. And yep. so we had that. enormous <laughs> 
telephone. I'll, I'll say my parents, our parents had enormous <laughs> telephone bills and, um, and we would write letters because even yep. email was very new. Now I'm really dating myself. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Um, so, so, you know, and we had to figure out ways to really stay connected through the distance yes. and, you know, and so, you know, phone calls, letter writing, he used to come fly in like on long weekends to, to take me out. I mean, can you imagine? Aww. Yes, you I know, can. It's, yeah. it's like, it's, a, it's kind it's of world. wild. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so does like, give me your take on that. Like sure. on that sort of long distance, do people do that? Like, tell me what you think about that. So people, I mean, yeah, I mean, people are still in that situation. In fact, it's easier to, to be in that situation now. Like, like, you know, like I mentioned, it doesn't cost anything to be on the phone now. Like you can talk for hours and hours. You can go to bed together, you know, on a phone call, which is kind of nice and sweet. And, um, it doesn't cost your parents $105. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there are definitely things that make it easier. Just the fact that you can look into someone's eyes getting on a video chat and, you know, have a conversation, especially the difficult conversations, because you lose so much over text or, or even a phone call if you're just exchanging information verbally. Um, being able to look in someone's eyes and have, and have a, a difficult relationship conversation is a heck of a lot better than it used to be. So there are definitely positives. Um, and, but I mean, it's, it's still hard not being with the person that you love and that you want to be with, even if you're not in love yet, like yeah. nurturing a relationship, starting a relationship, worrying about, you know, the 10 pounds, the camera adds at the beginning of a relationship, like all of that comes into play. So, um, so it, it just distracts from the actual relationship. Absolutely. And so the, the interesting thing is like, if I think about the positives of having had a long distance relationship and when I was dating, I would think like we were both still in school. So it really mm -hmm. kept, us, kept us very focused yes. each on our schooling. That was a big plus. And it really actually um, was kind of sweet to nurture a relationship mm -hmm. um, like the, uh, in a profound way, you know, in, in a way that we actually got to know each other. But I will say, I will say we had a whole year of dating in person before my husband went to school on the East Coast. So that definitely did was a big difference because uh -huh. obviously we got to know each other. We, you know, we, were, we didn't have to do those first, like, right. in, you know, like apart. So right. I, I think that definitely was a positive. So, you know, somebody who's dating virtually might not necessarily have that right now, but there are some positives. And so it's always good to look on the bright side. And I, I just think it's, it's really, really interesting to think about that. So as we like, especially with the online dating crowd or people who are just meeting for the first time and they mm -hmm. connect this way, like what our first impression still kind of important, like, you know, when you're <laughs> getting dressed up and you're going out, I mean, is there... Are there like rules about that? Because like, do you, is getting dressed up too much, too much for the camera? Is it, you know, <laughs> you know, like don't overdo it. What are the rules around that? So, I mean, so first dates on a, like a, like a Zoom type situation, like that, it does happen. It happened a lot more in 2020. Now people are, are, you know, they're, they're, they're getting together more slowly, but it is happening a little more often than it was for a little while there. Um, and you, and you don't have to worry too much in the online dating world because 
it's not the very first time they've ever seen you. They've seen yeah. photos. So mainly what a person is looking for on a first date is number one, are, did you represent yourself um, accurately in, in your dating profile? Um, and number two is just connection. How does a, how does the conversation go? Do we have things in common? Like those are all things that that are not um, that are no different than than being in person. That's what you're looking for in a first date anyway. So so first impressions are ex pretty much exactly the same as if you were in person, and that's that's how you have to treat it. So you know you want to show up your best. You want to make sure you're not distracted. You want to like do a do a practice call with a girlfriend first. I mean, that's, wow. <laughs> I'd recommend that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'd always recommend if you're, so cell phones are kind of fun. And this goes for whether you're dating or whether you're, you know, you have a, a relationship that you're nurturing. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to, to always feel your best, especially with the cell phone cameras, because they do change your face. If you, I mean, do a Google search and look up like cell phone camera, you know, cell phone camera angle or not angles, but um, like what they do to your face, it like literally changes. It like distorts it. Yeah, yeah. It distorts yeah. it. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes zoom might feel a little more, it, more proper, but also you might be getting a little, you might feel a little bit better in that situation. Right. And so there's you have your hands free. <laughs> right. And so there's this whole thing about looking into the camera while you're trying to <laughs> where you're trying to establish a connection, right? Right. Which is so interesting because even in business, like when you're on camera with somebody, you know, it's a different type of connection, obviously, right. but you're, you have to, through that camera lens, you have to really get them to trust you and like you and want to do business with you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a relationship, uh, a romantic relationship is really not that much different. You still right. have to build the trust and connection and all that. And so what has been your experience on coaching people for that? I mean, you know, worst thing would be like for somebody not to be looking. At the person, <laughs> it's right? true. And it's so hard to not like stare at yourself. You know, you're, you're looking, you're looking down at your own face and, and talking to that, you know, it, there's a disconnect for sure. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that um, there is an option to like turn your camera off or, you know, take it. Um, so, so that you can be fully engaged in the conversation and, and are making, I mean, it's not their eyes. It's the, it's the little camera, but they feel like it's their eyes. So it's, it, it's a little, it's a little tricky. I do feel that the, um, you know, the, the normal person is a little more forgiving than like a business situation or like a performance type situation. But, but if you want to make the best connection, eye contact is huge. Yeah. And, and, you know, first impressions matter. I mean, that's what my whole, all my work is really based on, right? It's that first impression. Um, and you don't want, and, but you said, like you said, like when you're dating online, usually people have looked at a profile or they've seen a picture or so forth. And that has established a first impression, but that's different. Like there's a live first impression and then there's, you know, the photograph, of course, um, but those do matter. And so it is important to think about it. Like the angles, I know you, we had talked a little bit about this and like to make yourself look your best, you know, with the angles of the camera and, you know, you, you mentioned turning off the self view, which is, um, that helps too. Is there anything else that you recommend for that? Um, for, for establishing for a good first oh. impression. Yeah. I mean, I think you need to prepare more what's, 
what you want to know about the other person, then, I mean, you're not in an interview. This is not an interview. You have to remember that. Show up with your, your best self and find out if that person is a good fit for you. Yeah. Because, you know, your, your normal self, yes, best first impression you want, you want to, you want to show like, well, this is what I, you know, this is what, this is what you, you can take out yeah. if you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, but what really matters is, are you going to be a fit long-term? You are not going to be, you know, super fancy and dressed up all the time, finding each other attractive on a, on a, um, on an intellectual level, on a mm -hmm. humor level, all of those things are really important. And it's not you on an interview. It is, it is a, an exchange of, of energy and, um, and thought thoughts and values. And so, so hopefully, you know, beyond that, that first few moments where you're like, Oh my God, they don't look anything like their profile or, <laughs> you know, or, or wow, you know, he really, really represented himself well. Hopefully that moment is all that matters in that conversation. And the conversation afterwards is what leads the rest of the success or demise of the relationship. Yeah. And so it's interesting because you, you highlight all the positive things about being apart, right? It's sort of getting to each other on an intellectual level, getting to know each other's values, because you're really trying to it's a it, it's a it's a different kind of connection rather than being in person so you're really trying to make the most out of getting to know this person mm -hmm. and isn't that what we've always wanted really is getting to know somebody as first you know that yes. that yeah so that i would I think say, I would say a, that is the most positive thing about long distance relationships in general is that it forces you to really get to know another person you can't mm -hmm. put any of the other like physical weirdness. Like you can't, you can't substitute. There's nothing you can do besides talk to each other and have real conversations. And that is really, really solidifying for relationships. Yeah. And I right totally, <laughs> and I totally agree with that. So how do you then, okay, so here's a little twist on that, because I think that that is absolutely true. I mean, I just, I kind of know that from experience. I, it was mm -hmm. three years of a long distance relationship for my husband and myself. And you know, um, we had that year, of course, of dating in person. So that really, really did help. But it was it 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 kept going. It's we stayed together because um because we kept going getting to know each other on that level. And um, but then and I had the benefit of seeing how he was around other people and how I and he probably got the same yeah. benefit. So that's one thing though. How do people, you know, how do when does that come into a relationship when you're really just meeting online. I mean, I get, I guess that's kind of a question for the current way people date mm -hmm. now. Uh, that's a really good question. And also, you know, just having been through the, the, um, the lockdown experience now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm hearing maybe two different, different directions this could go, but, um, but knowing how, how you act as a couple or, or how that person is in front of other people, um, like that is part of attraction. And at the beginning of the lockdown, there were a lot of relationships that started over uh, over um, lockdown. And then when things opened back up, relationships kind of 
petered out because <laughs> they had to like go back to regular normal life a little bit. And they realized maybe they didn't have as much in common as they thought. So, I mean, it all does make a difference. But then there are also the relationships that are completely 100% online and they end up getting married and figuring it out and, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I've never had one of those. I've never had a client that that's had one of those. I've had more of the, holy crap, I don't know what I was thinking. It's totally different now that we're together um, conversations, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. Again, like everybody's on sort of a different journey when it comes to relationships and where they're at, but definitely the, the idea of the, the advent of online dating, which is very prevalent now. And the fact that we actually spent a whole year in lockdown really shifted the way people people were connecting. They still had to right. connect, yep. but they were doing it so much differently. So if people are like in a wrong business relationship, right? And they were, were trying to figure out ways to connect um, or things to do together while they're yes. online. What Do you have mm -hmm. any like fun recommendations for that? I do. And you had mentioned love languages earlier. And I mm -hmm. think this is a really good place to bring to bring this in, if that's if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been thinking about that because we all, you know, we we communicate in love languages. Pretty much everybody knows the love languages by this point, and they've been around for years yeah. and years. And if you if you don't, great, go look up the go look up the quiz and figure out your love languages. But um, it's those don't go away just because our opportunities to be together in person go away. So we have to figure it out how to creatively speak each other's love languages and, you know, be able to play with those. Obviously words of affirmation is pretty easy long distance because you can still say lots of words. You can still text. You can still, I mean, that's great for words of affirmation. People, you're still good. Um, <laughs> um, giving and receiving gifts. It's a little more complicated, but it's still, you know, there's still a way to show, show people that you're thinking of them by, sending them something. I think even a, a, a thoughtful text message can be a gift, can be like a little, like, here, I was thinking about you, or just drop, an, drop a sweet emoji. Like those are, those are meaningful things. Um, and, you know, this, this goes for full-blown relationships and also, also, you know, courting someone, um, falling in love. Uh, they're all really important. Let's see what else. Uh, quality time. Well, I'm going to do that one last because I feel like that one's the hardest. Yeah. Um, actually, no. Physical touch is hardest. Hardest. Yes. But how about acts of service? Acts of service. So acts of service. Um, this is this is an opportunity to shine. This is an opportunity to show how creative you can be. Um, you know, sending someone dinner, or and 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 eating it together online, or um, you know, just provide doing going out of your way to make the person's life easier you have to think about what that actually would be because it's, you can't do it in person, but what can you do right now to ease the burden of someone that is overworked or, you know, underpaid or, you know, just right. wants to feel cared for. So that, that can be, yeah. Do you, what, what do you think? What are ideas for, what do you think? So the acts of service, I, um, and I don't know if this is more of like a gift giving or if it's more mm -hmm. of an act of service, but when I was dating my husband long distance, I would, um, send him care packs. Like I would yes. fill a care pack mm -hmm. with stuff that I thought he could use and needed. Mm -hmm. And then I throw like a note in there. Yep. Um, and I, think that's close. I, yeah. And I used to like, um, I used to get really creative. Like I, I would find like a, like a, 
a cool ad out of a magazine or something mm -hmm. of like a couple at a beach. And I throw it in there and put my note on it or something oh, like that. That's really sweet. I love that. And then when I went to visit him once, he had all those notes on his wall. It was really sweet. That yeah. is really great. Yeah. Um, Yep. My, uh, I, I have had that experience too, where, um, you know, my, my boyfriend would leave notes for me, like in the refrigerator and like just oh. places, you know, in my nightstand, just, you look, you, I, I wish I was, I was cuddling you right now. And, oh. you know, just things like that. Just so, so sweet. Um, and you, I mean, do all of these things. You don't have to understand the love languages to get, I mean, you're going to have to work a little bit harder if you're not in the person's life all the time. You can't give them hugs and kisses and, and, and attention in the moment. You have to go out of your way and work a little bit harder, but sometimes, I mean, what better way to ignite a relationship than to get creative? Yeah. That's how relationships die is they get boring. So yes. So true. So true. So, oh my gosh, there's so many things here to unpack because I got really excited. <laughs> so the, the thing with the love languages mm -hmm. is that when I first was exposed to the idea um, of the five languages and I was kind of reading through, I'm like, well, all of those things are my languages. Mm -hmm. I like all those things. I want all those <laughs> Um, And I just thought, uh, you know, I was, I was like, thought, okay, I, I don't, I get the love languages, but I feel mm -hmm. like a little bit of everything could be fun yeah, too. Absolutely. Um, and then when you you mentioned something about like leaving a note, say I'd love to be cuddling you right now or mm -hmm. giving you a great big bear hug or something. That my husband yes. used to do that. He used to send me he used to send me cards with like this might be too much information, but he used to send me cards with little stick figures of oh, us like walking or so like sweet. I know it's so funny like to think about, you know, that mm -hmm. he would do that, but it um but that's kind of a way of expressing this need to physically touch you and exactly. be with you, right? Yep. So that yes. kind of qualifies. When Okay, so the, your brain does not know the difference between real life and the suggestion or, or like your imagination. Like your brain by itself doesn't, our, our conscious minds figure out the difference. They filter out the difference or it filters out the difference, but our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. So if you can create in the person that you are talking to, if you can create a picture of them being held or touched or use feeling words, it it's it has the same effect on their subconscious mind. So it will have the same effect of making making a physical touch person feel loved. Yeah. So if you can create in their mind the feeling of of being held, that I mean it's funny because I am I am very strong in my physical touch, and those were the ones that I remembered. Yeah, um, and I didn't even think about it till right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even with that, that language, you can still mm -hmm. find ways and it is about creativity. That's the thing. I think that this idea of not being together all the time or having right. to be a part and nurturing a relationship has really made people more creative, right? It's true. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, they have to. There's a lot of divorces going on right now too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. And because, because people aren't paying attention to that. Yes. Right. Exactly. I mean, that is, so that's, that's the, that is the opposite of nurturing a relationship yeah. is like when things start mm -hmm. not being right. And it takes both people to really work at it, it right? It does. And I think part of the issue is people were, have been so distracted by their own lives that when they were forced to be in the same house together, they had forgotten how to be creative and loving and sweet and wonderful. And they didn't have all these other distractions. They realized 
I don't really like you anymore. <laughs> it's so sad. It doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. I actually, I heard that a lot too from my, our mm -hmm. friends or couples. I mean, they, they, they were saying it in desperate, like, oh my God, we're driving each other crazy. You know? <laughs> yes. And, um, and even like my husband and I, like when he was, he had to be home because he had to shut down his office. And I was like, I love being home with you. And he's like, I hate being home. <laughs> so I, I don't think it was me. I just think he's a workaholic. He loves his work, but he does. <laughs> but I was just like, for me, I was, maybe it be, had something to do with my love language. I don't know. But I really enjoyed like having the extra time mm -hmm. with him, you know, yep. and really, and doing things that we don't normally have time to like going on walks. Um, he was getting a little stir crazy. I have to admit, he goes, how do you mm -hmm. stay home all day long? I'm like, cause I have to, and I love my home. Yep. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're talking about the little things that even in, in current in relationships that you're in that you can do. And I saw an ad about an app that couples can use and I forget the name of the app and I will have to dig it up and put it in the comments here so people can refer to it. But it's an app that people can use that actually like it, 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 it bings you and your uh, partner to send each other some kind of a, either a romantic thought or a, um, a something nurturing throughout mm -hmm. the day. And I thought that was so it's so clever. And I tried to get the app, um, but I kind of got distracted but that I thought that was such a that's such a great idea have you heard of it things is. like that or tools like that I mean yes I've heard of things like that um and I think it's it's huge it's huge it's everything and there's an app for everything yeah. <laughs> I was looking up um yesterday I was like I need I need to make flashcards for for something that I was working on I need to make flashcards uh do I don't have three by five cards I looked it up in the app store and of course there's like a flash card making app there everything is on is on the app in the app store so, yeah. so yes, it is so important that we nurture our relationships, no matter how long we've been together Yeah, um, in the beginning and, you know, 28 years down the road, you have to keep it fresh yeah. because, okay, can I share, can I share this with you? Please. My, I was talking to my daughter and her best friend. We were, I was dropping them off at a, at a, a practice and they were discussing an adult couple that was like at school. There were two teachers that are like married. And they were like, you know, talking to each other about, oh, they're so annoying. They, they act like, they act like a teenage high school couple, like a, like a high school couple. And I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, well, you know, like they sit on each other's laps and they're like, you know, always like flirting and, and poking each other. I'm like, how sad it, it struck me, how sad that was that they're, that they associated that kind of fun, playful behavior with only high school relationships. Yeah. Like what are our kids seeing us do as adults? We need yeah. to have that playful, that playful energy, uh, not only in person, but also online. I mean, when did we stop acting in love? That's yeah. so sad. Yeah. So true. I mean, that's the thing. Every, we work on everything in life, you mm -hmm. know, um, we're business owners. I mean, the show is very much targeted to business owners. We work on our businesses. Yeah. We work on our health, our self-care. We work on very our grown up things. <laughs> yeah. And we forget sometimes to work on our relationships. And that is a thing that actually takes work. And I think people have this uh, misconception that a relationship shouldn't be work. And 
and it, it, it shouldn't, but it should be, you should be nurturing it. You should yeah. be feeding it. Right. And that's the work that you have yeah. to put in. It's good work. It doesn't have to be hard and awful work. Yeah. It's, it's work as in, oh my gosh, we get to talk about our relationship and deepen our connection right now. Let's, let's get into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or let's block time on the calendar yeah. to be together or do right. something fun together or right. something like that. Yeah. I mean, this is a topic that I think everybody can have a take on and we'll talk about. And I'm going to ask Rick to come on stage here and and give us his male perspective on everything we've talked about. I would love to, to, to just kind of get your take, Rick, on from a gentleman's perspective, like some of these nuggets that we talked about or anything that really stood out to you that you'd like to comment on. And it might, there he is, there he is, but we can't see your face, Rick. Yay! Uh, I, I was hiding. I, 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 he loves to hide, and I love to put him on stage. And he's such <laughs> such a good sport about it. But Rick is like, he's like, he has such great, brilliant ideas and thoughts. So I really want the benefit of them. So Rick, any thoughts that you were having throughout this conversation that we we're having together on this idea of nurturing relationship? This whole idea of you know online virtual dating, or I know that you, uh, you're. A happily married um, husband for many, many years, but mm. like you have young uh, adult children too, who who are you know in this generation, and you obviously probably know people that are doing this. <clears throat> well, I don't know whole. I don't really know a whole lot of people who are dating online, but I I can make a comment on the five love languages though, if that helps. Okay, we'd love that. Yeah. So uh, my wife and I read that. Oh, years ago, a long time ago. And we've gifted it to, you know, relatives and friends and, and all that. And we actually gave it to our kids because when we first read through it and we actually um, we were at a conference, we were at some business conference. I can't remember how long ago it was. And somebody was up on stage talking about the five love languages. And, you know, everybody's like on the edge of their seats, uh, taking notes and doing all this stuff, you know, <clears throat> um, and uh um, it was like, it finally hit, uh, my wife and I hit Tammy and I, it's like, oh my God, that's, that's Jordan. That's Erica. You know, that, that's yeah. the two kids. And you know, at the time when we saw that, that they're, you know, they're only, they're, they're not even double digit age yet, but you could still see yep. the personality kind of coming out, you know, out of them. And so we thought, okay, we'll use a limb. We'll use a condensed version of these love languages and see how it applies to them because they won't have any idea what you're doing. And it was amazing how they responded to it when yeah. you, we used the techniques and we communicated to them in the way that they understood that they could relate to. Uh, and, and so it was kind of a for Tammy and I it was kind of a game, right? To see yeah. who could get the furthest with it and uh, using sneaky, those techniques. Sneaky. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, awesome. it's very interesting because now now we're revisiting it with, you know, Dylan, my teenager. Um, and it's uh, he's a very old soul. Right. And he's he's he, he is he's kind of a combination of all of them, you know, has a little bit of all of them. And, and so it's a little bit more <laughs> challenging to see which one he's weighted on a little bit more than the other. Yeah. Right. So, um, but, but, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fun exercise, especially when you have friends who've never read the book or doesn't, don't really know that method of communication and, uh, and you share with them that, okay, if you've never read this book, this is what I, if, you know, if you're open to, 
to um, uh, some observation. You know, we're willing to to share some information from you what we learned in the past. And they're like, "Oh my God, that's so much like me." You're right. You know, I do that. And yeah. and for the most part, they're not conscious of it, but. Mm-hmm. There have been some cases where they've been totally wrong in assuming that their spouse or their partner, yeah. that was their love language. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, no wonder it's been so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, such a great tool, right? And I, I just think um, I think it's such a great tool, a great guide to help nurture a relationship. And um, thank you. Thank you, Rick, for letting me put you on the spot. But this is like so interesting because you know, you're dealing, you do everything virtually. Like you work virtually or, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of so I just was curious about, you know, how you view that sort of idea of love languages through that virtual lens for people who are really, you know, um, in that in that category. Yeah, well, it's difficult, especially when you're, you know, it's especially when you're dealing with a physical thing of film production right where you're typically on set and now you've got to do it virtually and so i catch myself i mean you know i even do this with you christy and you know this yeah. i mean i just act like i act i talk to you like you should know this already right yeah. and i know yeah. sometimes it irritates you and sometimes it's like, <laughs> oh, i catch myself and it's like oh my god yeah don't do that <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah it, you're it the is, expert i you know sometimes i'm yeah. like wait a minute you're way going over my head here yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah. It, it is a challenge to do it virtually and you just have to find different ways like you guys are talking about um how to work around especially when it's non-physical um yeah. you know part of it yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's such a great perspective. And, you know, it kind of brings me to a question that just popped in my head here, at Infinity. And that is, what do you feel is the most, the, the, the biggest challenge for people who are dating in that way from like a distance? Like what, in your experience from people that you've um, worked with, like, what is the challenge when it comes to being, you know, doing the online dating? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some obvious but like, do most of them, I mean, is it, is it a success, is it successful most of the time or, or do you have any takes on that and the challenges, the success rate and so forth? Um, I mean, I don't have any, you know, numbers for an unofficial rate, but I will say that more relationships die long distance than, than in person. Um, And the biggest, the biggest complaint I, I hear about is boredom. So, um, you know, regardless of, of love language or, or, you know, length of relationship, (laughs) um, it's, it's keeping things interesting, keeping things exciting. And and I've noticed, you know, I've been studying love languages for, I I think I did my first retreat on love languages, like maybe 20 years ago. It's been a really long time. And I've noticed that, um, in myself and in clients that, that your love languages sometimes are influenced by what you're missing in your relationship. Mm. So, you know, even if your, your person is not a physical touch person or is not a quality time person, they may begin to miss those things and and it may become a bit of a hunger. So it's Mm. really important that we, that like you were saying is feed all of the, all all of the love languages, um, all of the, anything you can do to keep things creative and keep things interesting. You know, some people will say, well, make sure you, you know, get on the phone at the same time every day. Well, 
sometimes you don't have something to say at that time of day and it's just a phone call that you have to check off the list. So if that's not working, be willing to change things and have the type of relationship where you can you can say, you know what, I'm oops, sorry, I hope that wasn't loud. I hit my microphone. Um, <laughs> um, have the kind of relationship that you can that you can express and communicate openly. That is the key to having successful relationships is yeah. being able to communicate not only with the other person, but also with yourself. So you can understand your own needs and express them to the to the um to yeah. So it all boils down to connection and communication, right? That's the absolutely and creativity. Uh, another C. Oh, so three C's. Yeah. Creativity, communication, and connection. Dang, we should have thought yeah. of that before the show. We could have like well, organized something. Oh well, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely be capitalizing on that now. Yeah, okay. no, we I thought of it. I, you know what? We developed it during the show, mm -hmm. is what we did. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just want to let the audience know that with the hashtag date and shine, that you have a very special offering for them. Can you tell us what it is? I do. Yeah, sure. Uh, so a lot of people, especially, you know, the over 30, over 40 crowd, let's admit it, I'm way over 40 at this point. Um, the over 40 crowd that didn't really date before has, has even more, um, frustration and, and intimidation starting to get back out there. So for those of you that maybe have been thinking about dabbling in online dating and don't really know how to set up a profile and find, are finding that a little bit um, intimidating, um, I have a gift. I have a, I have a, a guide in setting up a dating profile. Um, so if you would like that, then hashtag date and shine. Let and us know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you can even do that on the on the replay, and Infinity will connect with you and get mm -hmm. that to you. Thank you so much. That is so. I'm sure that could be that would be so helpful because that could probably be somewhere where somebody be, be stuck, right? Like, okay, yes. what do I say? What do I do? Yeah. So that could be really, really helpful. And um, can I ask you for you? You mentioned it's really hard getting into like maybe that over forty dating. Do you think it's equally hard for men and women equally, or do you think? women are a little bit more like it's a little bit harder for women or maybe a little bit harder for men or do you have an opinion about that i'm just curious it's i mean i don't know that it that harder would be the would be the term i would use it's different for women yeah. it is very intimidating to get back out there after you know having kids or just i mean we men are so visual that and women know that and it is and we judge ourselves as we think that we're being judged, although we're really not. Yeah. Um, men have a hard time opening up emotionally. Yeah. So um, it's just a different, it's a different kind of hard because you have to open up before you're really, you have to open up and have a conversation first. So it is, uh, it, it's a different kind of hard. Totally great topic. Like I want to explore that topic at some <laughs> point. This idea that men open up have a harder time opening up emotionally and women are a little bit more like, how am I showing up? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so interesting. I mean, I think it's something that once you say it, everybody kind of goes, yeah, that's right. We mm -hmm. all know that. But then like, why the why behind that and how do you mm -hmm. overcome that? And all that could be such an important discussion. Um, wow. Thank you so much. You are, um, I'm so happy that I got you to come on the show Aww, and talk too. about this. I know that the people that you work with probably feel so much, um, connection to you and are just, you really help support them through some of the difficult things that like, just because you work with so many people, especially people that have just are recovering from divorce. It's such a, 
it can be so traumatic and to, yeah. to put yourself back out there can be very, very difficult. So just it's it's a it's a wonderful thing that you're doing to help Thank people you. in, you know, on their uh, relationship journey. And I always wrap up the show with the Waste Up Word of Weekly Wrap Up. And I just want you to say what would be the number one takeaway that if somebody was listening to this or really just had to come and listen to the end, mm -hmm. what would be a one the one takeaway you have on just uh, building, connecting, or fostering your relationship, you know, um, virtually? Um, I, I would say my, my takeaway, my number one tip would be remember how you felt as a teenager or when you, when you was, were, a, were a young person falling in love or having crushes, you had to be creative. You lived with your parents. It wasn't, you couldn't ever fall back on you know, well, we're just together and living life, you had to get creative. So yeah. we still have just as much creativity inside of us. So we might as well use it for things that matter. Yes, I love that. The creativity, that what that C right there, the creativity. And I think one of the biggest takeaways here was about creativity, connection and communication um, and just really um, really fostering those those three C's as you're trying to build a relationship whether it's in person or long distance, um, how about like a tool uh, that you think could be, do you, would you suggest the love languages book as a tool or do you have any other tools that you could suggest for us? Oh my gosh, I have a million, <laughs> but I mean, the love languages are a great place to start. Um, another relationship tool that, uh, that I find very valuable is the, um, is, no, I can't remember, I can't remember the name of the book. Ah, is a, a, attached the attachment styles, um, which we didn't even get into. But if you're wow. if you're really trying to figure out relationship stuff and figure out who you are and who you're attracted to and why things don't work out or or are working, uh, the attach attachment styles is a great thing to study up on. That sounds so interesting to me. I mean, I I, I just I, I wow. I mean, just it's the psychology behind all this, right? Yes. That gets so interesting. So exactly. finally, if the audience listening today wanted to do one thing to connect better, get creative, or uh, foster that communication better, um, what would be one action item? What one thing would you recommend that they go do now? It's easy, simple to do um, to foster their relationship. Mm. Um. I mean, the easiest thing right now is shoot the person that you love a text right now, whether that is whether you're dating someone or, you know, it's your kids, then you just want to want to feel closer. Send them something unexpected. Don't send them you right know, now. Good. There you go. Don't send them, you know, what do you want for dinner? Send them, a, a you know, a, a poop emoji or <laughs> whatever, whatever would make put a smile on their face. Connect yeah. with someone today. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I just sent my husband a text. I'm like, oh, did I send that to person? <laughs> Gosh, good job. <laughs> just on the spot. Do it now, right? That's about yes, going to do it now. Action. Infinity, it was wonderful having you here on the show. Please come back. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out another really great topic to talk about because um, this is such an important topic for everybody, um, whether you're in a relationship, trying to start a relationship or foster a relationship or recovering from one. So thank you for being here. And there you have it, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. Um, episode 79 wrapped up just now on, you know, the love languages of the virtual world. So join us next week. At the same time, same place, where we're going to bring you another great topic to talk about and um, invite a friend.